Get ready for your daily dose of marketing strategies and tactics from entrepreneurs with the guile and experience to help you find success in any marketing capacity. You're listening to Marketing School with your instructors, Neil Patel and Eric Sue. All right, Marketing School listeners have a special message from our sponsor, DreamHost. If you want to rank higher on Google, you want to make sure your website loads super fast. Check out DreamHost. Not only is their solution super affordable, it'll make your website load faster and they have amazing tools and support for your business to ensure that you grow and succeed. Welcome to another episode of Marketing School. I'm Eric Sue, And I'm Neil Patel. And today we are going to talk about how to run a virtual marketing team. So it's interesting. I was just driving here from work and I was listening to a podcast with Reed Hoffman, Masters of Scale. And the CEO of Zoom was talking about how the 50% of their talent. So Zoom is a webinar or video conferencing service that I use, and it's it's really well done. But 50% of their talent is not in Silicon Valley. So they're always hiring outside. And this is no secret. Remote talent, tapping into other areas is a really smart thing to do. So yeah. And it's cheaper in many cases as well. Yeah. So where do you where do you have people? All over the world, from places like Denmark and India and Sao Paulo, Brazil to San Diego and Los Angeles and Seattle pretty much anywhere. And it's not because places like India are cheaper. We have, for example, we have one of the people on our marketing team, Vignesh, and he goes back and forth between India and Denmark. He's one of the most expensive people on the team, but he's amazing. So we don't really look for, hey, we want them located in this region because they're cheaper. More so, we're looking for people who are really talented. Yeah. And so I have people in Lithuania, freaking Estonia, Oregon, just all over the place. So this is really no secret. But Neil and I have we've been doing this for, I think, tapping into the virtual markets for I think you've probably been doing it for over 10, 15 years, right? Yeah, I've been doing it for roughly 16 years now. And it's how I've grown most my businesses. I know you do some virtual stuff, but most of your talent is in-house. So half of half of the team is in L.A. The other half is all all over the place. Yeah, and the model works out really well. The key thing when you're running a virtual marketing team, people have to specialize. The moment you have people who are doing a bit of everything, you don't get great results. And that's not just because you want people to specialize, but it's because the distance makes it harder to manage and everyone being super creative and flowing and communicating well with each other. I know there's tools like Slack and Skype, but when there's an internal team and they're all together, we found that the communication is better. There's nothing wrong with virtual, but when you're using virtual, we found that the more, most efficient way is having them all specialize on a specific task, such as content production, SEO, whatever it may be. Yeah, so Neil's completely right. I mean, the, the way, if, it's, if you're going to hire a team in-house, it's a little more okay to have people kind of doing little different things, but Neil's completely right. If you're going to work with someone remote, they better be specialized. So an example of, I guess, diving into what you should be doing, if we look at the one of the key things that we do every single week is the one-on-ones. So I have one-on-one meetings with my developers, for example, and then we, we basically go through their agenda. And the one-on-ones are really for your direct reports. They should be coming to the meeting with an agenda. And then if they don't have an agenda, hopefully you have an agenda to go with. And then that way you're at least you have a pulse on what's going on. And then you're kind of keeping them on the right track. That's really important. And then to build on the one-on-ones, we also have a tool we use called 15.5. 
that's the number 15, and then you spell out the word five, that asks them very specific questions related to culture, how they're feeling every week, and then what they got done. And then also they're, you're able to really read between the lines in terms of how they are really feeling because if they're really writing really short answers and they're feeling out that they're a five out of five, well, you know something's wrong and you can get to the crux of the problem and that saves you a lot of money in terms of kind of retaining and hiring talent. Yeah, and when you want your team right? No matter where they are, you'll find when they're virtual, they're going to work on their own time. They're going to do what they want. It's really hard to micromanage them. And that's fine. You shouldn't be hiring people who are virtual that need micromanaging. But if you want them to really perform at their peak performance, what you have to do is give them KPIs and numbers that they need to hit. And we put them in little teams. So that way it's efficient. There's not too many communication issues. And let's say the content team will be like, okay, we need to generate X higher rankings and we need to generate X, Y, and Z more visitors within this vertical over the next 30, 60, 90 days. The conversion team may be focusing on, all right, you're converting 5% of our visitors into leads or 2%, whatever the number is. We need another percent by, I don't know, two, three, four months. And we need to see results every week. And we need you to run at least one experiment a week. And write down if it was a success, failure, how much buy, what did you learn from it? And by documenting all of this in a, a w- wiki, other people learn as they come in and out. Because when you're with, when you're doing virtual teams, you'll find that as you replace people or as you lose people and new ones come in, you want to make sure that they're good to go and they can just go into a wiki and learn everything. By, by placing people into small little teams and having them focus on specific goals and making them run experiments on a weekly basis, you'll find that the team is much more efficient. They're more likely to hit it. And then what we like doing is a lot of times we'll put bounties. So whatever team performs the best will get a stipend for that week or that month or whatever it may be. So it keeps them really aggressive and hungry. Yeah. And to build on the kind of aggressiveness and then keeping people hungry and also motivated too. We use so we use Slack, and then there's also a plugin we have called Bonusly. Bonusly basically allows you to award points to people. People can, let's say Neil does a really good job. I can award 100 points to Neil, which is basically worth $10. And Neil can go get an Amazon gift card or go buy like Pizza Hut or like buy a gym membership or something like that. But the idea is that they people can win championships. You know, there's top winners, and then it basically becomes a recognition tool. But at the same time, people are able to also compete with each other. So that's fun. And then we also use a tool called, so on the agency side, we have a tool called Hubstaff, which basically, yes, it, it does, um, it tracks time. It does take a screenshot of kind of what you're doing every five minutes or so. And it that basically allows us to, you know, every now and then we might need to audit. I've, I've personally never looked at it myself, but um, people from my team do. So, you know, you don't have to use something like Hubstaff, but it's important that if you're running some kind of services business that you're tracking your time, just so you can kind of back out, like, are you unprofitable on a certain client? And you can go from there. Yeah. And with virtual teams, definitely want to make sure things are cash flow positive and their ROI at least are going in the right direction. But be careful, as Eric mentioned, he's not going and snooping on people's screens all the time and trying to figure out what they're doing. Uh, We don't like that concept as well. You're hiring people, you're giving them KPIs, trust in them that they can end up hitting them. If they can't, then help them out, have talks with them, figure out what issues they're running into and Maybe they need to do a brainstorming session with the rest of the group or you need to send them to some conferences so they can get a fresh set of creative ideas. But you don't want to be micromanaging because the moment you micromanage, 
then people just feel that they don't, you don't trust them and they're probably going to end up leaving and going to another place. And if you have to micromanage and continue to check their screen, they're probably not the right person to be working for you virtually. That type of person is better suited for a nine to five in an office because you know they're going to work versus someone who's virtual needs to have that self-discipline where they're like, all right, I need to hit these numbers. I'm motivated. I'm going to do whatever it takes versus being like, oh, my boss isn't here, so I'm going to do whatever I want. Yeah, the final th- two things I'll add from my end, both Neil's agency and mine, we operate off a, a there's a book called Traction, which I've mentioned before. So it's it's not the growth hacking book, book, it's Traction Entrepreneur's Operating System. It's by Gino Wickman. And it's basically a system that you can use every single week that you're you're having these meetings with your lead team, you're talking through scores, you're settling issues, and you're constantly running through this. And then every single quarter, you have a offsite and you basically off, operate off this too, where you can just set kind of your goals for, for the next quarter. That's one thing. And the second one is a book I read when uh, when I was in Japan in December. I read it cover to cover. And I can genuinely say like, this is one of the books this is probably the only book where I've done that when I just don't believe people when they say they, they read things cover to cover, but I actually did that this time. This one is called The Coaching Habit, and it's by Michael Bungay-Stanier. I'm pronouncing it wrong, but it's basically the idea of what kind of what Neil's talking about in terms of not trying to micromanage people, but actually coaching them up and not feeding them the answers all the time so they become too reliant on you. So that's a huge book. Anything else, Neil? That's it for my end. Great. So before we go, just go to singlegrain.com slash giveaway to check out goodies, marketing goodies, and we'll see you tomorrow. This session of Marketing School has come to a close. Be sure to subscribe for more daily marketing strategies and tactics to help you find the success you've always dreamed of. And don't forget to rate and review so we can continue to bring you the best daily content possible. We'll see you in class tomorrow right here on Marketing School.